Welcome to Game of Books Podcast. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. And I'm Christy in South Florida. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and mystery through interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors. And our virtual book club. And even our fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us on today's adventure. Hey, Christy. Hey, Kathy. And everyone, <laughs> welcome to Game of Books Podcast. We're just having a regular old episode today, Christy and yep. I, and we're talking In January, about, it's yeah. cold up there. Oh yeah, you can see the, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the snow out my window. Not here. Yeah. <laughs> but and, it's nice. It's like wonderful. Well, yeah, I'm jealous. That's why I usually come down <laughs> to see you around this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> That's our tradition, right? I go there yep. in the winter. I know. <laughs> Get that vaccine. Um, Come on down. <laughs> I will be very ready to do that. So today we are discussing a book just that Christy and I were excited to talk about together. A book with lots of hype. I'm going to show you if you're watching on YouTube. It is called To Tell You the Truth by Gillian McMillan. Mm -hmm. And we loved it. Yes. Spoiler. Yes. Spoiler. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> spoiler you'll get from us today, though. Yep. And of course, we're drinking wine while we discuss. We it. are drinking some wine. <laughs> how did you know? Okay. I, I did some research. I went to YouTube to figure out how to pronounce this. It's actually very easy. It's, hold a bottle up, Christy, again. It's, it's, okay. it's spelled F-R-E-I-X-E-N-E-T. And the X makes you kind of confused and, and it's actually just freshnet or freshenet. If you want That's to put so a funny air. because I was like fright tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it kind of a beautiful bottle, like all black? Yes. You know, yes. I mean, and mine, yours says brute, but mine says grand selection. Oh gosh. I know, but it's the same wine. Yeah. Yeah. Only mine's grander. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> would you like to know why I chose that for today? Yes, I would. I kind of think you suspect, but we'll tell everyone. Yes. <laughs> um, because if they haven't read the book yet, they should get this wine or this champagne. Yes. And you'll tell me or later. You'll correct me later. I know. Um, <laughs> she's just dying to correct me right now. But it's inspired by an early scene in the book. And when Chrissy and I read a book together that we're going to do on the podcast, where we, of course, like to pair our mystery books with, with food and wine. We're always on the lookout for what are they drinking? What are they eating? And so right away, um, this book deals with an author and the character's name is Lucy Harper. She's a, she's a very, very famous writer and she's finished her latest book. And to celebrate um, her husband, um, Dan, uh, has uh, cracked open a bottle of champagne. And so yes. I thought we have to have champagne. So we're having bubbly. So we're having bubbly. And this is a very, very well-selling bottle of bubbly. That's all I'm going to say, because I know you're going to tell it's, me. But. Well, it's good. It's a well-priced. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, um, down here it was like $12.99 or something. Yeah, I think mine was right in that avenue. Maybe maybe a yeah. little less, maybe $10.99, but right in that avenue. Mm -hmm. And um, and it tastes, let's see, it's, um, it's actually a cava. It's okay. not a champagne. All right, everyone. Okay, so I, I did a little it. research. <laughs> I did a little research. And I already knew that champagne 
because, you know, I'm the Francophile and he knew about <laughs> Champagne. And so Champagne um, comes from the Champagne region and whatever. And um, then there's sparkling wines from other places. And then I don't know if we've had one on the podcast, but Prosecco mm. is also a sparkling wine and it's from Italy. Mm-hmm. Well, the sparkling wine from Spain is called Cava. And it comes from a region and it has to come from that region and be, um, you know, made with the Spanish grapes and with the traditional method, which is saying is pretty similar to the way they make um, champagne. I mean, they're not injecting it with carbon dioxide. They're kind of doing it where it naturally ferments and bubbles. And so that's what it is. So Cava is a Spanish. This one is Spanish, even though the name. I didn't, I had never heard of Cava until you educated me um, when we were getting ready for this. So Cava is like Prosecco, which is like champagne. Yep. They're all three sparkling wines and they, they're um, regulated their name is regulated from the country that they come from. And Spain produces a sparkling wine called Cava. And it's, um, it's like uh, in the area, like Northern Spain, kind of. And um, so in other words, an area we should visit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the grapes that are common in Cava. They're Macabo, Bayou, Paraleda, and yeah. Zarella, whatever. But um, this one is hints of citrus fruit and an aroma that reminds you of both apple and pear, as well as peach, melon, and pineapple. I mm-hmm. think it's delish. I, I you do. know what? I am not a, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge champagne person because generally I don't like that sweet. I don't like wine. That's right. That sweet. I'm not against a bubbly wine, um, mm-hmm. but this is very nice. Yeah. Well, it's not sweet. It's not it could sweet. be, but this is brute, which is the driest. And then there's dry and semi-dry. And then, um, and what's yours? This is the same. It's a brute, but it it just has grand selection on it. But, um, but it's, it says on the top (laughs) right up here, it says brute. Oh, I see. Okay. So so brute is the drier, right? Of champagnes. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because then it, then even dry is less dry than brute. And then semi-dry is more confused. I know. I know. Anyway, it is tasty. I do. I do like it. I think it's nice um, too. I should have. I, this is a good one for, for me. I don't know. You know, my kids probably like the really sweet ones, but. That's a very pretty little wine flute you have there, Christy. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers to you. And then what about the food with this book, Kathy? Okay, you got so any was, ideas? Well, the nice thing was, you know, it's so funny because you and I try to pair things as if we were, and we used to, not used to, sometimes we cook the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were hosting a book club, you would for sure serve whatever it is we suggest, right? Obviously. And um, <laughs> this is an easy go because the um, husband, Dan, mm-hmm. to the writer, Dan's also a writer mm-hmm. and not nearly as successful as the author, the protagonist in this book, but um, he serves her champagne and a ragu. And I thought, well, what the heck's a ragu? Actually, that's what I was thinking. 
Well, it's not the ragu sauce. <laughs> it's a type. It's a type of sauce. Okay. And so it's my turn to educate you tonight. And I'm very excited. Thank you very about much. That. I can't wait. <laughs> so a ragu is they're both um, sauces for pasta. A ragu and a bolognese. Sorry, we're talking about ragu versus bolognese. And I, I didn't realize they were that related until I I was looking up ragu um, recipes. And I got, I, I dove deep, just like you did into the champagne, <laughs> Prosecco, cava thing. Cava. Um, I really learned about ragu versus bolognese, and they're both a sauce for pasta, but ragu is more with a red sauce and some veggies and always meat, where a bolognese is a type of ragu, and bolognese has cream in it so you'll get that pink sauce and it's made with a white wine where ragu is made with a red wine really yeah it really i found this great article that describes the two and i will link it in our blog um but they both look red right they do look their tomatoes looks a little more creamy-ish like pinkish you know um more like the vodka sauce like in my mind that looks like but if I was making this for friends when I'm discussing this book, which I would love to be able to do, mm-hmm. I would love mm-hmm. to cook a meal for friends. I mean, oh my gosh. Oh my God. I'm so tired of not being I able to cook too. for I friends. I miss dinner parties. And- <laughs> anyway, I would love to make this with a crusty bread. And I'm telling you my favorite um, uh, recipe on this is from one of my favorite um, bloggers, which is the Smitten Kitchen. Have you ever heard of the Smitten? I think I've mentioned no, it. No, but it's so, it sounds so cute. <laughs> it is so cool. Deb um, Perlman is a New York City sh- um, cook. Mm-hmm. And she started this blog. I mean, it's been a long time ago. I've been following her for like a decade, literally. And she says, I really? Two, yeah, two cookbooks. She have, so she has a restaurant? Nope, no, just she has a food blog and she just cooks out of her own little oh. tiny New York City apartment. And well, maybe she'll host us she, next time we go to New York. You, would, you just, <laughs> I have got to subscribe to her newsletter. I just absolutely think we'd be best friends with her. Okay, cool. <laughs> she makes this what she calls her simple essential bolognese. And she actually did kind of give um, a mention that it's a, it's a type of ragu and but her recipe does use white wine and has some whole milk in it to um, make it creamier. Mm-hmm. And it is actually, it's funny, right before you and I were talking about doing this podcast, I had just printed out this recipe again, because I was going to make it this weekend. So especially in this winter, you know, as you mm-hmm. can see, I've got snow blowing outside of behind my head here. Yeah. Outside, outside the walls. I'm not outside, but um, it's a, a bolognese. She's in a snow globe. And I'm in a snow globe in a hut. But um, it, it would be as equally as fine in a very um, nice day in Florida. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I haven't made homemade spaghetti sauce, which is what I call it, which apparently is bolognese, not the ragu because it which one? The ragu has the cream? They're both homemade pasta sauces. Um, the ragu has the red sauce and it's a okay, darker Okay, that's, that's the one I do, ragu. I haven't made it in years and years and years and years. I Once once they had bottled, um, you know, Newman's Own or one yeah. of the, yeah, that's you good. know, I yeah. just get those. But I used to, before that, like I learned it from my mom. I mean, I remember in college making a big thing of sauce 
Mm -hmm. And, um, I do have a friend that still does that makes the sauce and, you know, whenever he does, it's like, okay, you know, we're going to have like the process. I don't do it very often, but I like the process of it. Like it feels like Mm -hmm. a really homey Sunday kind of meal. Yeah. Um, one thing I do like is I'll keep, I learned this from a different, um, regular bolognese recipe, but I'll keep the rinds, you know, on your Parmesan and I'll put them in saran wrap and put them in the freezer. And you throw that in your bolognese sauce or your pasta sauce and just all that extra cheese that's still on there kind of melts off. That is so funny because I had never heard of that until I was just looking at an article yesterday for, um, black eyed peas, kale, Mm -hmm kind of dish it was in real simple magazine and it had like um the it was with bread ciabatta bread Mm -hmm. and then tomato sauce and they said you put the rind in with the broth and cook it with that and then you take the rind out when it's done i was like yeah i never heard of that so i like i always have like four or five rinds in my (laughs) my freezer yeah it's ready but i i will tell you one clarification is that um Typically, ragu sauces are used with a thinner pasta, like a spaghetti, where bolognese is used for a wider shape pasta. Oh. FYI. Okay. So well, that makes both, sense. We've really gone on the educational path today. I know. We should move on. <laughs> and, and we're hungry, apparently. I, I am know. hungry now. And why? All right, let's let's quickly get through the book so that we can go eat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> quickly, because the book is nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, nothing. No, it didn't take years of this woman's life to write. And <laughs> yeah. It is. So I'm excited to talk about this with you. I really yes, am. me too. Me too. Okay. So um, I guess I can tell you a little bit about the book. It's to tell you the truth by now you say Gilly. So I didn't know. I is did. it Gilly I, or Jilly? I assumed Gilly okay. and I, I should have Googled it. Um, on YouTube, I don't know if there's a way to Google freshman. it, but well, I, I think you I, see the in my author. head, I kept saying Jilly, so I think I'll call her Gilly. Okay, let's do that. Because that sounds like a fun My name. apology for not looking it up beforehand. I apologize yeah, for that. Mine too. Mine too. Okay, so she's a best-selling author of seven novels. Mm-hmm. And her first novel, What She Knew, was a Target pick, a Library Reads pick, an Indie Next pick, an Edgar Award nominee, and an International Thriller Writers Award finalist. Wow. Her first so she novel? came out the gate Boom. running. Yeah, yeah. Well, with good reason. She is a great writer. Yes. So, um, and this book is Lucy Harper, like we mentioned earlier, she's a writer. Um, And so in this book, when she was nine, her brother vanished in the woods near her home. And she was the only witness and, and then she's crucial to the investigation and her brother's whereabouts are still unknown. And then, um, then she's got this husband, Dan, Mm. who's got his own secrets and you know they um he starts doing weird stuff and then she's responding i'm telling you you don't know what's going on you do not she's the end yes until she's she's such an unreliable protagonist you know you just don't know because she's kind of unclear on things and oh man it was it was good page turner you know yes. and oh yeah and yeah 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 we'll and, say uh, christy yeah. i had i you know you and i had decided to discuss this 
a bit ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think within just the last few weeks of December, I had noted that um, the New York Times, you know, everyone does their end of the year list. And New York Times had listed this as one of the best thrillers of the year. And it's a short list. Wow. And by the way, it included another book we've already discussed, The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. It was. And they're very similar in Mm -hmm. theme, I would say. Yeah, I would say there's a lot of common common things. I mean, very different books, but really a couple different things are very similar. Yeah. Okay. So before we get on to our first theme, I'm going to read a line from this book. Okay. I think maybe you imagined it. You know what you're like. Dan talking to his wife. Oh. So the wife, again, is a writer. Dan, the husband, let's say on occasion might be. Is a jerk. He might be accused, could be accused of gaslighting. And it's funny, Christy. Because I went back today and I looked at all um, of the books that you and I have done individually, just our regular episodes, which are less than every other episode now, which is funny. Um, And we have talked about gaslighting. It has been a prominent theme in The Guest List by Lucy Foley, Mm -hmm. in Pretty Things by Janelle Brown, and now this book. Isn't that interesting? I know. I so I, I kind of, well, we really kind of dove deep on this episode, but I did a little research on gaslighting and I had sent you the article because I was so yes. curious by it. I found and I, article. and honestly, I think I had read that article or similar because after when we did the guest list, I was doing research on gaslighting. Cause I was like, this is a crazy phenomenon, you know, yeah. but it's not as unusual as you think. And then you think, well, half the country's been gaslighted. I'm just saying. But. So I have found this article, The 11 Warning Signs of Gaslighting. And it's from um, Psychology Today, I believe. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting because if I was writing a book about gaslighting, I would have wished I had found that. But I can't believe that. I mean, this is so interesting. And I I am so sorry for people who have this going on in their real life, but it is so epically um, good for a thriller. I mean, listen to some, just some of the um, warning signs he or she tells blatant lies. Okay. You and I both know that happened in this book, right? Yep. Um, They deny they ever said something, even though you know they did and you might have proof. They use what is near and dear to you as ammunition. I mean, think of this book. Yeah right? Mm -hmm. They wear you down over time. They know confusion weakens people. I mean, I was just like, oh, this book is like the 11 warning signs are in this book. It's Mm -hmm. so interesting. And it happens so gradual that it can happen to anybody. And that's what the article was saying is like, it can happen to anybody because it's a very gradual thing. It's like, you know, you just don't realize it. And then suddenly, and this is what cult leaders use. I mean, political uh, leaders. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's really scary. But but you can see it from the outside, you know, but nobody believes you because they've convinced the the person that you're the liar. Yeah. You know, like if you uh, tried to tell them. My favorite is. Um, number 10, 
they tell you that you are crazy, which is just that line I read. Like, I was like, that is just so classic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they tell you everyone else is a liar. Mm -hmm. Scary. Yep. I can see why so many authors are digging deep, especially in our current climate where truth is so distorted. Yeah. It's so ripe for, um, literature to to investigate this and and make us all question what and who we have in our lives that are telling us things that we should question right right so interesting i know it is mm-hmm. and it makes a good page turner that's it for sure does. this is a this book like you said you do not know until the end i mean right. it's so it's so good okay so hey let's move on okay something that the main um character does changes her name yeah I am fascinated by this. Not, we're not talking a marital name change, like changes right. her name. She changes her first name too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. It is. I, you know, Christy, I don't know. I, yeah, you changed. But she did. What married. time did she do it? She did it after things that have evolved. We don't want to give anything away. So how old was she though? I'm, a young I adult, know. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Adult, but young. But you know, I even look back. I changed my name when I when I got married. Um, I changed from my maiden name, which was Forrester, to Twittero. And I remember that being harder than I imagined. And I will tell you that my husband, who had already established his career, he actually offered to change his name, which was oh, I know. I mean, shortly after we got engaged, I mean, he said he had thought this out because he knew what it was to do that, I think. And I was mm-hmm. not established in my career yet because I'm younger than he is. And I I always thought that was such a, a, a not something to be taken for granted. I really appreciate that he wasn't taking the name change thing for granted for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't presume I was going to. I did choose to because, frankly, Forster Twitter is just a lot of letters. Right, right. Um, but it, it was interesting, I thought, making that change. But that's mm-hmm. one thing, right? So many people do that, or you know, that's mm-hmm. a common thing where you but to change your first name and your last name, like completely try to erase your identity is a totally different thing, don't you right. think? Right. Because you know, I mean, I do the same thing. I have different name, my maiden name and my formerly married name mm-hmm. that I use in both in different circumstances sure. at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, um, I can remember there are reasons why people might, but I remember there was um, some people just call themselves by different names, I guess. I don't know. But I remember when I was younger, um, when I was a flight attendant, there was a guy that we knew and we met him we went through training you know and his name was jose okay he was from south america you know a lot of flight attendants are very international but then all of a sudden after we did gone through and we were like hanging out you know we're out mm-hmm. of new york whatever he says well my real name is dan <laughs> and we were like what <laughs> you know, so you're used to calling somebody Jose and then all of a sudden you're like, 
how do I call you Dan? That's so weird because I know you as Jose. And he was like, well, no, I just put that on my, you know, cause that was like either his real name or whatever, but you know, it helped with getting the job as a flight attendant, you know, on an international airline. Jose but, sounds a little more international than Dan, doesn't it? Yeah. But I was like going, oh my gosh, how are we going to, I don't know if I can call you Dan. I've been calling you Jose for months I now. Jose. Well, there is a lot to a name. Really, I mean, yeah. it's it's interesting. And Chrissy, I should tell you, my name is not Kathy. It really is not. I don't have a good what? name to work with. No, I'm joking. I'm totally joking. Oh my god, you scared the heck out of me. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm finding this out on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, that's so funny. It's Catherine. <laughs> well, but yeah, I did change the spelling of my name though in high school. I just thought about this. Yeah. I have not thought about this forever. Kids do that a lot, though. They change yeah, their spelling stuck. to be. I oh, went really? from C-A-T-H-Y, which is what my parents, uh-huh. you know, shortened Catherine to. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when I was a freshman, I thought I'd be very cool. And I would go to C-A-T-H-I. Oh, yeah. And it's stuck. And I have no memory <laughs> of anyone ever discussing this with me. Like, I don't remember my parents saying, this is what you want to do or my school. And it just stuck. And I have no idea how and when that happened, but it's not funny. I know. I know. Anyway, uh, our character in the book changed that name because it was so surrounded by pressure from what had happened is when she was little. And I right. just want that to be really interesting. Yeah. Cause I wonder, can you really escape that stuff? You know, even though you change your name and try to move away, clearly didn't work very well here. I think it could have worked. It could work. It worked better in the past than it does now, just because of social media and stuff. It just well, depends that's true. on how that's long you really start, young you start on social media and all that. But yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. How much fun has this book been, though? I mean, I think this would be such a blast as a book club. Um, yeah. When you, you can, can really talk Zoom. about all this stuff. Oh my God. I know. You could do it via Zoom. That's what Christy and I do all the time. But man, mm-hmm. it's nice to think about doing it together someday. Yep. Yeah. You should I'm make regular to those that. you love and those you read with. Yes. <laughs> and read this book because it's a page yes. turner. Yes. Have it with some kava, right? <laughs> Cheers, Christy. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on today's adventure. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube, where you can watch and listen. On gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter or enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers. Cheers.